to the Market Your Message podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping message-driven coaches become recognized thought leaders who make more impact and income by sharing their stories and skills. I'm your host, Niala Thorpe, and I'll be your guide to mastering, marketing, and monetizing your unique message. Each week, I share with you techniques and tools to turn your overcomplicated business into the right structure, strategies, and systems that'll catapult your results and position you for prosperity. Are you ready? Let's jump in. are about to hear is our weekly clubhouse show this week we took the topic a little bit away from our normal strategies and principles and tactics that we teach and we wanted to talk about fear because we know that fear holds a lot of people back keep them stagnant and stuck in their business so i hope that you enjoyed the conversation as we talk about is fear holding you back and giving you ways to release the fear and accomplish the things that you want to accomplish in your life and in your business. Enjoy. Coaches to talk about a certain topic. This is powered by the Female Coaches Society. I am Demetria Samuels, your awesome host, along with Niala. Um, And we are here just to, hi, Salia. We're here every single Wednesday to bring some insight to help new coaches experienced coaches, anybody that calls themselves a coach, get more insight into becoming better for themselves, for their clients. And today we're going to be talking about, are you allowing fear to hold you back? So I'm really excited about this and the speakers or moderators um, that we have coming to the stage. Um, But for a second here, let's let everybody introduce themselves. So actually, since Sonia, you just popped in, can you introduce yourself to the audience? Yes. Hey, everyone. Good evening. It's so nice to be here. And thank you so much for being a part of this amazing discussion and the platform. Um, Thank you all, the moderators, for you know, being so kind to invite me on and everyone who's here to attend. My name is Sonia Murphy. I am the reigning 2018 Miss Black Globe International Queen. I live in Memphis, Tennessee, where I work in federal compliance work for the federal government. I um, I have been coaching um, models and beauty contenders for some years now. I have over 15 other uh, beauty titles under my belt. I love giving back for the community, back to the community. I'm also a spokesperson for the American Diabetes Association and um, other organizations I volunteer for. Um, and I'm just excited to be here today to give some perspective and add some context to the discussion. Awesome! Oh goodness, we're in. We have a beauty queen, and all the time I think of like Miss Congeniality, so I can't wait to just talk to you in general. I think it's awesome, um, and yeah, that's one of the first coaches I actually thought of, so that makes perfect sense. Niala, you want to tell the audience about yourself, and hey, Ken Daisy and Kristen, and I see the party hats. Welcome to Clubhouse. Welcome to the room, um, but yeah, Niala, introduce yourself. So before I even introduce myself, I'm listening to Sonia introduce herself and I'm like she is so perfect to talk to us about this topic today because I know (laughs) that being a beauty queen and doing all the things that you are doing and you've been able to accomplish you got to have some insight on fear so I am really really excited 
to hear what you have to say today. Oh, oh, I can't wait. Thank okay. you so much. You are so welcome. I'm so excited. Okay, so everyone, my name is Niala Thorpe. I am the co-host with Demetria Samuels. Um, and like she was saying earlier, we come here every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to help you guys out with content. I'm a marketing and income strategist. I've been in the coaching industry uh, since 2012. And what I do is I help coaches find and market their unique message so they can consistently sign high paying clients. Um, so that's what I do. I'm also the host for the Female Coaches Society on Facebook. And before Demetria introduces herself, I just want to let you guys know, especially those of you who are new to the clubhouse, you know, we are all about community, collaboration, and connecting people. So we're always looking for people who are going to come and share their expertise as well. Okay. So if you are someone who you're ready to jump in, this is the space for you. You are more than welcome at the end of today's content we're going to open the floor up and if you guys have questions or if you guys want to be able to add some value to the room please feel free and comfortable to be able to do so okay all right Demetria, i'm done speaking <laughs> oh that's right that's right yeah well welcome to clubhouse you guys again if you see somebody if, uh, it just means that they're applauding that's how we applaud here on clubhouse so i was applauding um but i am Demetria samuels and i help working professionals monetize themselves so they can create powerful online brands and businesses. And yeah, so I'm excited to get into this topic today. So are you allowing fear to hold you back? So question number one, what is your definition of fear? And we're going to start with Sonia. Yeah, excellent. Um, excellent start. And just thank you all for the handoff. Um, I really didn't know much about how to define fear except for that it was an emotion and that for me personally it was an emotion that would cripple and paralyze me and it would leave me in neutral instead of going forward instead of going backward it would just kind of leave me in neutral kind of like an emotional stalemate uh, but when I looked it up online I just found something that says uh, fear is essentially a feeling or an emotion when a person has fear they are afraid or scared a person who fears something does not want it to happen. The fear response comes from sensing danger. Fear is the body's way of protecting itself from doing things that may be dangerous. Also, there's a part that mentioned kind of three kinds of fear, uh, which include primal fear, irrational fear, and rational fear. Then there was also like a breakdown, biblically speaking, about the implications of fear and living in fear and self-doubt and doubt in you know the high, the higher power and it talks about the emphasis of fear that in the bible the term or phrase fear not was used in the bible over 80 times which shows such a high significance in that um, the implication is that the enemy uses fear to decrease our hope and limit our victories. And so I just started, I wanted to start off with that kind of overview, like an umbrella overview of what I've researched about fear and how it impacts me still today and how it has impacted me in the past. Awesome, Sonia. So basically, um, I do agree. There are different types of fear. And so we're going to continue to see how our um, coaches that we have on the stage to find it. So Kelsey, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you could introduce yourself and then also give us your definition 
of fear. Hello, I apologize for being late. Um, yes, my name is Kelsey, and my definition of fear would be something that holds us back from doing something else. Um, that's how it's manifested, I guess, for me in my life and how I see it manifest in my client's life. Fear typically holds us back from doing something else. And it can be for a number of reasons. Um, a lot of times at that gut level, I guess that would be my short definition. <laughs> Thank you so much. No problem. And then just tell us uh, really quickly what type of coach you are or who you help or serve. Oh, yes. I, I'm, I apologize. My name is Kelsey Holmes, and I'm a rapid transformational coach, and I work with women entrepreneurs on building confidence and alignment and fulfillment in their life and business using subconscious techniques by releasing fear and building that confidence at the subconscious level, but also at the conscious and the body level as well. Awesome. And before I give my definition, Miala, tell us what you or how you define fear. You know, um, I did like what Sonia did and I kind of looked it up and, you know, it said that it's an, an, it's an emotion, right? So fear is an emotion and we all know that emotions are a natural thing. So fear has to be a natural emotion, right? Um, and it's a, it's caused by a belief, um, that something or someone is dangerous or it's going to cause us pain or is a threat, right? So that's the definition that came up for fear. Um, but when I bring it back to our audience, our coaches, our professionals who are here listening, listening to us, I feel like, you know, fear is, is like it says, it's a natural emotion. So fear is not really the problem. It's really how we interpret fear. And I hope we're going to dig deep into that a little bit, you know, later. Um, you know, it's an emotion, it's a natural thing, but how does that manifest into our business, our lives, and how does it hold us back, you know? So I think just thinking of, you know, the people who I work with and what I see all the time, the most three, the three common types of fears that business owners face is the fear of failure, the fear of success, um, or the fear of judgment, okay? So, so that's my definition of fear. And like I said, I don't think that the problem is fear. I feel that the real problem is how we interpret fear and what we do with fear. Awesome. I love that. So for me, fear is actually um, a very, very good thing. Um, <laughs> fear is what lets us know when danger is approaching, whether it's physically um, it's our gut emotion. If it's innate in us, like you're saying, it's our instinct. Um, it's that gut reaction. And it lets you know, which we'll get into this later, when you're out of your comfort zone, right? Because if you're in your comfort zone, you're not growing, you're not you're not progressing. So if you're not fearful of the things that um, you don't know, because that's usually when we have fear, when we don't know what's about to happen. Um, so that's my definition of not knowing what's about to happen, is when you fear it, or not knowing what to do if it happens, that's when fear kicks in. So I guess that's my kind of definition is one, it is a natural thing that I need in order to survive in this world. I need my fear, my instinct to kick in to tell me stranger danger, uh, hater approaching, bad energy alert. I need all those fear factors to come into play in order to actually, you know, progress. And it also tells me, whoo, I'm doing something new, something I never did before. So um, for me, fear is um, a good thing, um, kind of kind of what Niala is saying, that is what you what you do when you feel the fear 
is mainly the issue or the problem. Um, you know, that fight or flight kicks in, and um, that's usually what the actual issue is when we're dealing with fear. Um, but yeah, that's the reason why we pray, you know, like God fearing. Um, so he's also in the Bible. You know, so it's, you know, to me, it's just not a negative. Um, it has a negative connotation, but I don't think that it's a negative emotion. Um, and so having said that, the second question is, how has fear held you back in your business? Um, and for this one, I'll start with Kelsey this time. Sure. I want to say, first off, I apologize for being late. I got mixed up on stuff. Um, but yeah, fear has definitely held me back in my businesses. Um, I would say fear of success and fear of judgment have been the two that have held me back the most where it's prevented me from getting my face out there and making it happen. Um, I would say that's how fear has held me back in my current business the most for sure. Um, but working through that with mindset and some subconscious work and self-reassurance uh, can definitely help. <laughs> awesome. Sonia? Uh, yes, I absolutely echo what everyone has said so far that fear in and of itself it's a natural emotion. It's how we internalize it, um, how we process it, how we face it, how we conquer it, or if we allow it to paralyze and cripple us, that's really the issue. And uh, a lot of times I feel like my fear of going on stage being in front of people is being critiqued and being judged because you are in a competitive state where you're competing against you know dozens of other beautiful talented girls you know you're competing you're you know there's hundreds or maybe a thousand people in the audience looking at you um on the stage and you know part of that is like it's a big leap and sometimes like um how kelsey said that like my biggest fear was judgment and success um as well because i kind of had a natural charismatic gift and it kind of gave me a competitive advantage to, to some other uh, young ladies i competed with um however like just the burden of knowing that i am being critiqued on a scale one to ten my talent is being judged and critiqued, my poise, my confidence, my look, the way I answer the interview questions, the way I answer the onstage questions, you know, my grooming, my hygiene. And so those are the kind of things that will kind of haunt you. But, you know, as Kelsey said earlier, being bold and being able to use that self-esteem and use those healthy kind of mechanisms to cope with the fear and the anticipation will help you face and conquer your fear and you will get so much strength and validation from facing your fear and conquering it and it brings your self-worth to a higher tier that you never really really imagined was possible and so that's kind of what happened with me in pageantry and modeling and performing arts because i also do runway and print modeling and i also cheer for the memphis grizzlies the the nba basketball team and you know at any given night there's 20,000 people in the stands looking at what you're doing, looking at the sign that you're holding or, you know, seeing you on the big screen. So, you know, eyes are on you at all times. So that's really one thing that's kind of helped me is being able to acknowledge it and know where it is and try to use those healthy kind of mechanisms to get through it and face your fears. Awesome. So basically what I'm hearing is that 
we fear something. So most people are feeling being judged when it comes to um, how it's held you back in um, your business or what you do. It's the fact that you know that someone is going to judge you. So that that's that's good insight to know that most of us are have a fear of being judged or critiqued. Niala, what um how's fear held you back in your business or has it? Yeah, I mean, not speaking over nobody. Maybe it <laughs> I was just going to say that, you know, I felt fear of judgment, but it has never held me back. Um, and I'm going to give you guys the reason why. And I'm hoping that somebody here can resonate with this. Fear never held me back, even though I felt it. It never held me back because my desire was always so great. And so my story is that, you know, when I started my business, first of all, I was a teenage mom. I left the New York City foster care system, went AWOL at age 17, got pregnant with my daughter. You know, I, I'm the story that I, I, you know, was on public assistance and all the things that you would think will hold somebody back. Um, but I always had this desire to create a better life for myself and a better life for my children. Um, and I was desperate. Okay. And this is like the, my vulnerability here, my truth. I was desperate to want to get off of, of public assistance, to want to make enough money that one of the, one of my whys when I started my business early in the game was I want to be able to make sure that my daughter never had to take out a loan when she went to college because I went to college I went to community college and by year one I was in debt you know and it wasn't until really four years ago that I started paying off some of that debt right and I wanted to be able to create this better life for my children so for me my desire was so great that I wasn't letting nothing hold me back right but again that doesn't mean that I did not feel fear, right? Um, so I'm going to just share, I, I, for me, I share a lot of things through examples. Um, when I was in a group home, right? Um, because I was like this church girl <laughs> that was a rebel and ended up in foster care. Um, the kids used to say a lot to me that I was up, up, like uppity, you know, uh, she thinks she's all of that. That was something I used to hear all the time, which was so not true. But, you know, Kelsey said, something that Kelsey said not too long ago when it comes to mindset and, you know, change your self-conscious. Yep. So I, I heard this for so many years, for so many years. And I remember that when I came and I started my business in 2012, I've been a business owner since I was 18 years old. But when I started in 2012, my coach in the coaching industry, um, that was one of my fears was that, Oh, I was going to come out online and I was going to start teaching what I know when it comes to business and people were going to think that she thinks she's all of that. Right. So that was one of my fears. But again, that came from, you know, my my subconscious level and the mindset and the things that I was hearing my whole life. Another fear. And again, that falls under judgment. So fear of judgment. Another fear that I had was my family. Right. So because when I started my business, I was the, the young lady who, you know, didn't have a lot of money but had a lot of knowledge, right? Had a lot of experience that I could share. I just didn't make it yet, right? So I had that fear that, oh, my family was gonna say something. They'll come out and say, Niala, you're not even you're not even doing what you over there trying to teach people what to do. And, you know, so all of that is fear of judgment that I felt. However, it never held me back. <laughs> Does that make sense, Demetria? <laughs> I'll make sure. No, that makes perfect sense. But let me ask you, Niala, as a follow-up to, I know we don't usually do that, do you, do you think you had a fear 
of not providing for your kids, which, which drove you to not let it hold you back in your business? No, no, I didn't have a fear. You know what I had? I had a, I'm approve everybody wrong. <laughs> That's what I had. I had that. Okay. Yeah. I had that feeling that, oh yeah. Oh, so this is what you think my life is going to be like. Watch me work. That was the type of attitude that I had. And again, I feel that that attitude is what helped me overcome the fear so quickly and not let it you know, hold me back in any way. You, you, does, I hope that I'm no, that bringing that across the way I would like. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. That's why I asked that follow-up because I wanted to make sure that that was it. So I, I love your um, why it didn't hold you back in business. I, I will say this about fear for me and it holding me back in business or not holding me back in business in certain aspects. Um, for me... I think that there's levels to the fear um, and in different scenarios, right? So once you are at the level that you've reached your comfort zone, that's to me when the fear kicks in. So whereas you might not experience it early in business because like me, I was saying the desire to do well and prove people wrong. But to me, um, after you get to where your comfort level has been met, meaning you maybe you prove the people wrong and now you have all the things, there might be a fear of going backwards. Not saying that Niala has this, but there could be a fear of going backwards. And so for me, it was after I proved everybody wrong, after I held on to that, like I'm a team mom as well, after I did all of those things and I had the six figures, now I have a fear of, hey, listen, listen, I never want to go back there, right? That ain't gonna happen, that can't happen. So my comfort level was met when I came to business um, in that I'm like, listen, if I can't make at least six figures plus in this business, then it, it cannot be my priority because I have a fear of not having insurance. I have a fear of not being able to pay for my son's private school, right? And so for me, it was more so that once the comfort level had been met, that's when that. So that's why I don't have the $50,000 coaching package yet because I'm like, I have a fear of losing $50,000, whereas I might have a $5,000 coaching package or 10 because I don't have a fear of losing that much money. So to me, that's where um, the it creeps in in my business is that when it exceeds my comfort level is when fear will creep in um, and do that, um, and which lets me know when it's kind of time to figure out what is my next move, how do I get out of that comfort zone when constantly I don't care about, oh, that's 250 for that little course, or that's this for this. If I know that I'm like that, then I know that I'm not in a place of growth. Um, so to me, that's why I said fear is a good thing for me, because without it, I don't know when I'm growing. I don't know when I've exceeded my actual comfort zone. So um, mm, mm, that's how mm. it has helped me. Yes, man. She just spoke a word, right, Sonia? <laughs> I love it. Oh yes, my goodness. Yes. I, those beautiful points that both of you all made about, I think Nayala has said the desire has to be, or the desire is so great um, that it supersedes the fear and not to allow circumstances to hold you back. And I could kind of relate to um, that sentiment when it related to when I was in law school, you know, it's a very big financial burden to attend law school or med school. And if you flunk out, you got to pay the student loans back. If you graduate, you got to pay the student loans back. Right. So, <laughs> so, you know, in school there, there's this burden like, okay, 
don't flunk out, don't flunk out, make it to the end, make it to the end. And you see several of your classmates who did, um, they, they did not, you know, make it to graduation. And so like a healthy kind of fear that I acquired during that time in my life, it wasn't really like a debilitating fear. It was like this zest, this burning fire inside of me that I've got to make this work. I've got to do whatever it takes by any means necessary to cross the finish line and finish this thing. And so I can kind of relate to the earlier example. And then I love Demisha's point about how um, I think it was essentially, um, oh, how can I say it? It was essentially stating that, you know, that comfort level and knowing where you are using that to leverage to where you want to be and overcoming that fear is just so essential and just so paramount. So I wanted to to touch on that too, Demetria, because you just opened up so much for me when you said that. Um, I have, a, I had a mentor that uh, did this. She's a expert in sales. And a few years ago, I went out to do a sales intensive with her. And she had, you know, she was talking about why a lot of people are afraid of selling, right? They're afraid of giving their offers. And she said, you know, usually the people who she trains that has a real fear of selling their products and services um, are, are usually the people that when they walk into a, a store and the person says to them, like the worker says to them, hey, how can I help you? They're like, oh, no, I'm okay. Because right away they have a fear of being sold to. They don't want to be sold to. And because they have that fear, um, they, they, they automatically have a fear of selling. And that kind of reminded me of what you said there where you're like, listen, you know, something $250, I don't have a fear of losing that. So I don't have a problem charging someone $250 for something. But, you know, losing $100,000, for example, I have a fear of that, which is why maybe I'm feeling that I can't charge that, that, you know, that, that, uh, great of an offer. Um, so that really stood out to me. And then the same thing, like what Sonia just said, another thing that stood out to me is your whole level of comfortability, because when you said that, you know what I thought about, and Demisha, you're going to laugh because we spoke about this very recently. You know what I thought about? I thought about how I have gotten to the point where, you know, I'm very successful in, in numerous different companies and things are great, right? And I've reached that level of comfort, right? But, be, but, but I am always pushing myself for the next level, for the next level. And so you know that um, at the end of 2019, my 2020 goal was to break into corporate training, right? And because I've been so helping, you know, uh, small business owners and coaches, right? And so now everyone kept telling me, oh, you should get into corporate training. But again, I had a fear that this is not my world. I don't know their language. I never had a corporate job. And all of these things, I had this fear that it kind of, it did help, it did hold me back in a way from going full throttle and saying, listen, I'm gonna, you know, get training and being a corporate trainer and I'm gonna start pitching myself and get myself out there. And that's because it's out of my comfort zone. Now, what I will say is it won't hold me back. Definitely still on, it, you know, still something I'm working on. So it won't hold me back, but it is absolutely something that I felt. And so you just really opened up something for me there. Um, Kelsey, did you wanna say something? Yeah, no, I was just really resonating with you and how you described your coach's wisdom about selling for in within a certain range, within that certain price range. And what is within your comfort zone is like to spend is also within your comfort zone to sell. I thought that that was 
super interesting and really hit home for me. And, um, yeah, fear can sometimes slow us down, but it doesn't have to hold us stuck forever. And I just am excited for you to bust into that corporate world because you're going to crush it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. And I love that we're even having this conversation because I feel like this is the, this right here. And we, I mean, I know we didn't get to giving our tips and stuff yet. We're just actually talking about the word fear, but I feel like this right here is one of the ways that you could get over it. Having these type of conversations, being in these type of rooms and being around the people that are willing to share these experiences and really talk openly about this is a way of overcoming fear as well. What do you guys think? Well, you know, I agree. I agree. Definitely. I think, yeah, you have to be in the right environment to know what it's, <laughs> to know what environment you've never been in. <laughs> so if you don't know what you don't know, then that's a problem. And so unless you're around other people, other experiences, other mentors, other situations, you don't know what you don't know yet. And so I think that these type of conversations help you find out what it is you don't know about yourself and or about maybe your industry for that matter. I was just saying I agree 100% and uh, these discussions and being able to be vulnerable and to hear and listen and to share uh, what works and what doesn't work and how it impacts us and things that we've learned from our own experiences can be jewels and nuggets that other people can pull and I'm already pulling jewels and nuggets from you ladies already and then I'm sure you know the other audience members feel the same way. And I'm sure that we can learn a lot from them within the discussion as well later on. But I was just saying that it really does make that impact. And, you know, I'm internalizing and processing everything right now. And it's, it's giving me chills, literally. (laughs) It's amazing. Awesome. And then I I know we might not, or I don't remember if we said it or not, but we do record this for um, Niala's um, podcast, which is Market Your Message. So, you know, this will live on. So, yes, we'll, other people Excellent. will hear it. It'll be great. Yeah. So, you know, what you're saying is not just on these uh, our five ears. It will, you know, be outside of these clubhouse walls as well. So, good stuff here. We kind of answered number three, which is as a professional, how do you see fear show up in your clients? So other than the sales factor that we talked about, how else do you see fear um, show up in your clients? Um, And Sonia, I'll start with you. I will say for the models that I coach and some of the, the pageant contenders, I will see them make strides toward the goal, which is either, you know, audition for the fashion show or sign up for the pageant they'll do paperwork or maybe send payment and then when I follow up with them in a week or two they won't answer the phone or it'll be something where like they change their mind at the last minute like last minute type things and so just kind of processing and breaking things down I kind of have to step I have kind of have to step back and put myself in their shoes and see if I can relate to them on the level of fear that they're facing at the time and give them some kind of comfort or solace in that moment. However, if it happens to where they don't end up, you know, crossing the finish line, so to speak, then, you know, it's no harm, no foul. It's no judgment. You know, I'm very uh, graceful and uh, understanding and compassionate uh, with the, the young women that I coach. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of how it happens. That's what it looks like for, um, 
a few of my clients is like they will make these moves and strides, but then they'll have like a last minute thing come up to where they change their mind. Awesome. And just as a follow up, do you think that that fear is normally just directly tied to like confidence in themselves? Um completing the task or is it you know financial normally fears usually it is confidence and the fear of the unknown and uncertainty because they don't know how it's going to turn out or they feel like no maybe not now or they will feel like you know this isn't right for me or I don't want to take this risk or take this chance it's usually not financial reasons uh, because it's it's usually free to audition and then um for runway shows and different kind of casting calls and things like that however for the pageantry part you know there are sponsorships and I try to work with my clients to make sure we can get businesses to help sponsor their model bag or their pageant bag to help them on the day of the pageant um, help them with their hygiene get their nails done things like that so I'm very hands-on with my clients (laughs) so from all of those stages you know I try to get them covered and get them prepared for what's to come but then a lot of times we'll get to the end and you know they will have a change of heart and kind of drop out kind of at the last minute unfortunately okay thank you and Kelsey um if you can tell us um how have you been seeing um show up in your clock. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, I see fear a lot. Actually, I work with a lot of women on releasing fear at the subconscious level. And typically when they come to me, they, I work with the business entrepreneurs, excuse me, women entrepreneurs. So it's a lot of fear around being seen, fear of visibility or fear of judgment from either everybody or from family members or specific friends or fear of failure or fear of success in their business or fear of how their relationships will change once they are successful or um, so I work with a lot of women on those fears and or and or not believing in themselves, just like that fear and kind of lack of confidence, um, the self-doubt stuff that comes along with the fears. Um, I feel like fear oftentimes manifests in a lot of self-doubt for my clients. Um, So that's what I see in my clients a lot. And that's why I am so excited to get to work with them because when they can release that fear on the other side of the fear, um, or when they can at least develop the courage to move through that fear on the other side of that fear, that's where their freedom is. And that's where what they really truly want and desire is. Okay. Awesome. I love that. So we got fear, fear of failure, fear of success, you know, like fear of judgment. So beyond just that is manifesting is is manifesting itself in various ways in clients. Um, so that, you know, that seems about right on trend. Niala, what do what you see in your clients in a, <laughs> when it comes to uh, how you see fear show up? Uh-uh, don't start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I feel that one of the things that Kelsey said, fear turns into lack of confidence. Fear turns into excuses for them. Uh, fear turns into procrastination for them, you know. Um, so just to give like some real examples, it's like you'll go and let's say you're launching something, you'll go, you'll you'll come up with the idea and you're like, I want to do this master class, um, and I want to do it for this person, and I'm gonna start the first step, which is I'm gonna put it out there and validate and see what what people want to know. Um, you know, I might even create the lead page, but then when it comes to start promoting, it's like you fall flat. 
Um, and a lot of times it's the fear, right? And then when you ask, well, what's going on? What's happening? Well, you know, what happened in the masterclass? You know, the first thing you would say, oh, I don't, I didn't have a lot of time, you know? Oh, you know, which is excuses, right? So big, the biggest thing is fear turns into excuses. Fear manifests, manifests themselves into procrastination. Um, and unfortunately that's what has a lot of people stuck. So that's why I said in the beginning that fear is not the bad thing. It's what fear actually becomes, you know, that stops, at least from what I see with my clients, helping them with, you know, their marketing and their sales. It's like, man, we can talk about the strategies forever. We could do the planning forever, but the only person that could go out there and actually do this is, you know, is you, right? And so you have to be able to push past that fear. I spoke at a conference a few years ago and one of the ladies, she run a nonprofit and I loved the name of her nonprofit was Face Everything and Rise. And that was like her new uh, 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 you know, way of saying what fear is. And I feel like if that manifestation of procrastination, excuses and all of that, it, I sometimes I just want to say like face everything and just do it. Like just go after what you want. You know, another mentor of mine had said, and man, I forgot the example that he used. It was like this old, old time show where he, you know, he said, listen, I'm going to be your grandma. I'm going to just tell you stop. <laughs> you know, like I'm not going to tell there's no no five tips to getting rid of fear. There's no, just stop. Just stop fearing what you fear and do the opposite and think the opposite and feel the opposite, you know? So anyway, I know I went a little bit further, but yeah, that that's how it shows up for my uh, clients. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that, you know. Now, the, how it's showing up is that to me, it seems as though my clients don't actually recognize that it's fear. Kind of what Mia was saying. They don't recognize that it's fear. They don't go around saying, I'm fearful to post that. But in actuality, they are. They're fearful of their skill sets when it comes to this new thing that they're, they're, they're doing called entrepreneurship or whatever you happen to be coaching on. And it goes back to the confidence, right? Um, the opposite or the, the, the remedy to fear is usually confident in what can actually, what is actually going to happen. If you know that if you put that post out there, the million dollars is coming tomorrow, you post it every day, you confident, you're not <laughs> fearful because you know what's going to happen when you hit that button. So for me and my clients, I see it manifest as they, because they don't know what's going to happen, they don't post, they don't go live, they don't do the, the strategy fully. And it does look like procrastination and everything that y'all are saying, but what it boils down to is the unknown, and we fear what we don't know. And because, as coaches, we don't have crystal balls to say, yes, if you do this, this is what your future will look like, because we can't give them that. We the Only they can give themselves that, you know, visualization, um, is why I, I feel as though the fear um, is how the fear manifests itself. Um, and it does look like procrastination. It does look like a lack of not completing tasks, a lack of excuses. Uh, so I agree wholeheartedly. But what it also looks like is that that confidence is, is just gone. Um, and so even if they're doing the things that you told them to do as a coach, it's not done with the energy needed. So the lack of energy is what really shows up the most in our clients is you did it, girl, great, but you didn't sound real confident when you told them people to, to, to come to your launch, to buy your thing, to do the thing. So it still is not going to work because you were fearful. And so, you know, so that's to me how it shows up the most is either the lack of the energy or the lack of the actual task being accomplished. Um, 
So those are great. Um, and so to wrap this up, you know, we're going to give you guys the tangible tips. So what are your top three tips to stop fear from holding us back? Um, and I am going to start with Sonia. Oh, yes. Okay, excellent. Um, that's a great transition. One of my top tips is to breathe and jump in. Number two, I would say don't be afraid to be great. Also, do not believe that in order for you to do a great thing, you have to have a co-signer on your excellence. And what I mean by that is that's something my dad taught me, man. <laughs> my father was, you know, pretty strict on us growing up. He's a Marine Corps Vietnam War veteran and a sniper. So, you know, things were a little rigid in the household when it comes to performance and like being a quality person in the family. And um, there were times that I wanted to do something like there would be like a talent show or a pageant that I wanted to do. And I'd be like, hey, what do you think about me doing this um, international culture dance competition? And my dad was like, hey, listen, girl, you want to do it, don't you? Well, yeah, well, just do it. You don't need my permission to do something that you want to do. I'm going to be here to support you regardless. Win, lose, or draw, like I'm here for you to encourage you. But you don't you don't need me to co-sign on your greatness or to okay it for you to try something that you want to do. And so, like, that was something that I really internalized. Like, wow, you know, I don't have to have somebody to co-sign for me if it's something I want to do. If it's a desire in my heart, I need to just get out there and do it and um, and stop putting my life on hold, waiting for validation from someone else or some, you know, some other entity to validate what I know to be true and evident. And so that was the thing, the biggest the top three things for me is just kind of breathe and jump in. Don't be afraid to be great and don't wait around for someone to validate your excellence and all of those things, um, you know, if you do that, your fear, kind of like what Nayala said earlier, your desire to be great is going to supersede your fears and you're going to plunge in and you're going to give it your all. And it's going to feel really good once you cross the finish line and get there to that point that you're supposed to be at. Awesome. Thank you, Sonia. Um, those are some great. Yes, I can't wait to comment on that. Kelsey, what are your top three tips? Oh my gosh, Sonia, you just rocked my world. I love the co-signer on your Thank you for your dad. He's awesome. <laughs> um, so some of my fear tips, uh, practice courage every single day. Do something that scares you every single day. It doesn't have to be in your business. It doesn't have to be anything big or super, super crazy scary, but just practice doing something that scares you every single day to build your courage muscle. Um, my second tip would be to look the fear in, the, in its face and try to really figure out what's behind the fear. Because oftentimes, like we were just saying, um, that fear is just protecting us from something or for a deeper reason, right? It's that we don't believe in ourselves or that we don't feel worthy or we don't feel deserving of something or we don't feel good enough. So try to look underneath the fear and see what's there so that you can alleviate that stress and alleviate the fear. And then my third tip would be, um, let's see, my third tip for fear would just be to 
rip it off like a Band-Aid, kind of like Sonia said again, um, just do it, right? If you just do it, it becomes less scary. And when you can get un- or get comfortable being uncomfortable, it gets less scary and the fear starts to get smaller. Yeah, I would say those are my tips. Practice fear or doing practice courage every single day. Um, look underneath to see what the fear is and then just jump in and do it and build that courage muscle. Yes, that's <laughs> love that and before i get to niala because i'm going to let her close us out with her three tips because i know she's going to have some awesome stories to go with them um i'll just give you guys my um three tips and um first is i do agree with the do is scared every day to build the muscle um but what it is is you need to like you like you were saying dig deeper into that fear it's not really the the feeling right because feelings aren't facts they're things that will go emotions they, they're there but they tomorrow it could be gone so find out what you really, really, really don't know that's causing the fear, right? Because this is in the business realm, right? So what is really causing you to have that emotion, to invoke that feeling? You know, like you were saying, dive really deep into that because that's one of the things If you just learn more about it, it will become less, you know, scary. And so you'll be more, you'll be more confident to actually accomplish it and get it done. Um, and then we need to train our brains to think a different way when it comes to fear. When you're in that fear zone, as I've been saying through this whole conversation, you are in a place of growth. If you think about it like, hey, listen, I fear something right now. And unless your life is in danger, you're in a place of growth. And so let's, you know, dig deep into that and know that, oh, something great is about to happen. It's the slingshot and you're being pulled back at that moment and you're about to go into your trajectory. So that's one of the things. And then I wholeheartedly agree with Sonia. That was one of my tips as well is you do not need permission to to do what you don't know and to do something that you've never done before. And I think that the reason that people look for that permission and that co-signer is because they usually want to have somebody help bear the failure fear help bear it but you know um this is the only time that i'm probably the most biblical when it comes to fear is this that hey listen god has already given you the permission if he's put it on your heart he will be your co-signer he will bear the actual failure but really will he do he will bask in the glory that will happen when you overcome that fear and grow as a person because if you are not being attacked if you are not getting dirt thrown on you if you are not being judged if it's then you're probably not doing anything worth being done. And so therefore, you should always be in a place of um, growth. And some people feel it as fear. Niala feels it as, you know, that's her, you know, trying to say, oh, I'm finna finna level up. And some people, you know, because she has the flight reaction for it. Like, oh, yes, this means something great is happening. And some people have the, um, excuse me, she has the fight reaction to fear. And that she's like, this Listen, I'm going to punch this in the face. And some of us have the flight reaction. But regardless of which one you have to the fear, you must stay in it and grow from it. So, yeah. So I'm really excited about this conversation. Um, before she closes out with this, because I know she's going to have a good story for these for these tips. Um, <laughs> make sure you are following us in the Female Culture Society. Make sure that you come back every Wednesday, 8 p.m. to, you know, to support the other coaches that come and give their feedback as well. Um, because... We've had some awesome conversations the last three, four weeks that we've been doing this. And we want to continue that to um, grow and be great. And make sure you follow the people who are on the stage. Um, 
And yeah, so closing stuff, man, I'm gonna give you these three good tips, girl. Now you're making me think of what story to tell. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, my first tip I would say is you got to switch your mind to more thinking of abundance. And just to give you like an example, you know, a lot of times as entrepreneurs um, and just as people, you know, especially women, right? This is a female culture society. We ask what if what if questions, right? And when you think of what if, let's say you're thinking of starting your business, you're like, man, what if it doesn't work? But then the other way of thinking about it is what if it does work, right? And so the first way is what if it doesn't work is, you know, thinking of fear, right? You're bringing fear into it. Whereas if you say, what if it does work? You're thinking from a positive mentality, right? Um, And so I like to just say, always look at the glass half full instead of half empty, you know? And uh, I didn't think of any stories I was going to tell. But as I just said that, um, I just think of, you know, what my experiences has been in the last year um, and, you know, how how much fear that I could have had when the doctor said to me that you have leukemia, right? Um, And knowing that I have two children, knowing that, you know, all the things that could have happened for some reason, you know, because I have that abundance mindset and I'm always thinking about the half, the glass half full instead of half empty, I face things head on and I said, well, it can't get any worse. So what are we going to do? Right. How are we going? How are we how are we going to work through this? What's next? Right. Um, and so it's really again. And I think that everybody kind of touched on this, but in a different way, um, which is it's how you think. It's just how you think about about what it is that you're facing um, and being willing. I think uh, Sonia said this, being willing to just, you know, or maybe it was Kelsey to rip off the bandaid and just do it. You know what I mean? Just go go through with it. Um, the next thing that I would say is change the language. So first is change the, 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 the mindset and then next is change the language. Right. So just going a little deeper than what Demetria said, which is you have to start saying you got to dig deep and figure out what that fear, why you're feeling that fear. Um, I'll give you an example. I had a client um, and she was really struggling with uh, going to the next level. Yes, yeah, she was making money in her business, but she really wanted to get to the point where she was consistently making five figures every single month um, and something was holding her back. And so we had a call and it was a mindset call and we started talking about some of the fears that she was feeling. And I kept dig- asking questions, digging deeper and deeper until we got to the, the point where we figured out what she was really afraid of is what her family would think if she started making, excuse me, if she started making real money, right? And she said, I just feel like everybody's going to come out from the woodworks um, with their hands out or people are going to think that, you know, I'm, 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 I'm just way above them. And I, it's, it's my family. I, I don't know how, how I'm going to get through that if I was to start making this type of money with the type of family that I have. And so I said to her, well, let's start, let's start, putting some uh, people, start thinking about some people who are just like you, 
who had families similar to you who are now successful, who are now making the money that they want to make in their business. And we started writing down different names of people who she knew, celebrities, as well as people who she knew through business. And I said, well, we're going to start, we're going to put up pictures of these people and we're going to start to really change the way that our, the way that we speak regarding the money that you want to make. And when you do that, it will start to, and I think Kelsey will probably be able to go deeper on this. It will start to get in your subconscious and you will start to think differently about it as well. And when you can change the way you think and change the way you speak, your intention is going to be different. And the things that you do is going to be different. So again, first change your mentality, your mindset. Second, change your language, right? Um, so instead of saying, I don't know if I could do this, say, I can do this, right? That's how you start to change your language. And you know, before you can change your language, you have to start becoming aware of what you're saying. That's another thing that I think that a lot of people, they don't even pay attention to the way they speak, <laughs> right? So you gotta start paying attention to what you're saying so you can even know what it is that you need to start changing um, and saying the opposite of when it comes to how you speak. I don't think I have a third one because I feel like my third one would have been to just do it because <laughs> that's like my most favorite that everyone said is rip the band-aid off and just do it because one of the things that I believe is that action creates mastery right and so the more that you do something the more that you work through something um is the like someone said it is the less fear that you're going to feel you know the more that you do something you start to you start to forget that you even had the fear it's so funny that when I first started the conversation with you guys earlier I said, hey, I didn't have any fear. I just would, my desire was great. But then when Demetria came out and, and said, well, you know, the comfortability thing, all of a sudden I remembered, wow, I did face some type of fear, right? So, you know, when you get so used to just pulling that bandaid off and just doing things, sometimes you even forget that there is such a thing as fear, you know? So that would be my third thing. Um, so yeah, I'm supposed to close it out or, or you got this. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, first off, I want to ask Katrina or Kristen, listen, I know you guys are new to Clubhouse, but I think that a room like this is actually going to be really comfortable for you guys to come on the stage if you want. If you have a question or just want to say anything, all you have to do is just click the little hand thingy that's on the bottom of the screen. Looks like a raising hand and we could bring you up to the stage and feel free to talk. I know when I first came on Clubhouse, I, I was more comfortable in smaller rooms like this. Um, so if you guys want to come up and say anything, please feel free to do so. We just want to thank you all so much for being here. I really especially want to thank Demetria, Sonia, and Kelsey for just spending this time to share your knowledge and share your experiences with us. Um, this has been great. I cannot wait to get this on the podcast. <laughs> Um, this has been so great. Uh, guys, if you are interested in speaking for us again, even um, Katrina and Kristen, if you guys are interested in speaking, definitely join us on Facebook, the Female Coaches Society in the pinned post is our little, our application page where you can go um, and you can suggest topics or you can choose a topic that you're well-versed in so you can become a speaker for us as well. Um, so, Demetria, any last-minute thing before we go? No, you feel good. Just, um, I won't be here next week, you guys, but I know that um, the conversation was great. I might be able to hear it from the plane. We'll see. Oh. But, um, <laughs> I'm excited, um, and you guys have a 
Oh, wait, I think Sonia was saying something. Oh, my goodness, yes. I just want to say thank you again uh, to the moderators, everybody. Uh, it's so wonderful. Thank you, Katrina. Thank you, Kristen. Kristen's my friend, that beautiful, gorgeous girl down at the bottom. You guys have been so amazing. Um, I just wanted to, like, echo what everyone has said and just say that, you know, what Nayala was saying about how action creates mastery. And I wanted to say it also helps to build and create that self-confidence that you need to be able to believe those self-assertions and to believe that self-talk that you need because basically um, the best confidence that I've had, internal confidence, comes from doing hard stuff and surviving it <laughs> and facing your fear and like what you all have said earlier about this action creates mastery. The more you jump in and do it, the more that you survive and the more that you have that self-confidence to know that you can do it because you've done so much already. And so I just wanted to end on that note and say thank you. And you all are so wonderful and such amazing, beautiful women. Thank you, Sonia. All right. So I will see you guys over on Facebook and I hope that you have an amazing night. to the end of the show. Your support means the world to me. Did you know that we have an awesome squad on Facebook called the Female Coaches Society? Yes, and we're all about community, collaboration, and connections. Visit us on Facebook at joinyala.com. If you're loving the podcast, show us some love by rating and leaving us a quick five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. It helps more people just like you find the show. Until next week, remember, you are the missing ingredient. Now get back out there, start shaking things up. You got this.